0: This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast with... Megan Barsoya. And Christopher Gonzalez. Today we are continuing the discussion we began in the previous episode of beginner dances that are especially senior friendly. These are dances that I do regularly in my Monday class from 6 to 7 p.m. at Brookdale Senior Living. We left off with My Sweetheart, which is a two-wall dance by Joe Thompson Smansky. And I want to say it might have been with her mom, because a lot of these were from that era, but um, I'm not certain. I, I'm,
1: I'm pretty sure Rita was involved in that, in My Sweetheart.
0: And that's the one that has the sways and the arms. Following that, directly from the playlist used last Monday... With this class, we went to Say Lovey Baby. Say Lovey Baby, and we used the song Rose Garden, which I believe was suggested as an alternative song on the step sheet. It's originally to You Never Can Tell, as covered by Scooter Lee, and we danced it to one of my students' favorite songs to dance it to, Rose Garden, also covered by Scooter Lee. This one I like because it's very orderly, I guess you could say, um, in that you start, depending where you start counting it from, you know, you, if you go from the claps, then you're starting from hand level. Uh, but the the start of the dance is hip bumps. You have uh, bumps to the right and to the left, so you can gesture toward your hips. From there, you can Continue that motion, point down and go to the heels because then you have heel switches, right heel, left heel, right heel, left heel for another eight counts. And then again, continuing that motion, you can point ahead of yourself for the forward lock steps, right lock step, brush, left lock step, brush. And then you finish it all off with a step hold, turn hold, right, left, clap, clap. And the clap, clap brings you back up. So now you're up at the hand level again. You go back down to the hips, down to the feet, forward to the lock steps and then your only direction change in the dance at the end. Now I've danced it to both You Never Can Tell and Rose Garden and I just love the song Rose Garden. I especially like the way Scooter covers it. So I I like dancing it to that especially. Usually I go for the original song, whatever it was originally choreographed to, but I'll take any excuse to listen to Rose Garden and unfortunately this class... Would probably be a bit too daunted at the thought of all those turns and syncopations in the Rose Garden dance by Joe Tumson Samansky. So I, I just kind of keep that for events. And when Joe's there, we get to do the dance Rose Garden. With this class, I'm happy to do Say Love Baby. What are your thoughts on Say Love Baby? Which I think might be by uh, her and John Robinson.
1: Yes, if I remember correctly, I remember tagging John in that as well at some point. Some video of us teaching it somewhere. Um, I personally really like Rose Garden because it's extremely symmetrical. Everything you do on the right, you do on the left. Other than like the, that step quarter turn, that's the only thing that's not symmetrical. And for that reason alone, it is very accessible. And intuitive for a lot of beginner dancers. They don't have to think too hard when they're like, oh, bump to the right, bump to the left, bump to the right, bump to the left, heel and heel and heel and heel. And. I mean, like, that's half the dance right there. And you're pretty much doing right, left, right, left, essentially. And so I think it's a really good beginner track or beginner dance. Um, depending on your class, a song switch is definitely something to consider because like if it's at the local community center or like for instance your case, I think both the original track and Rose Garden are great song switches, but if you're teaching it at a bar, you're probably going to want something a little bit more relevant to the group in which you are teaching. So sometimes that's, you know, 20 something kids. And sometimes you're lucky enough to have a class like us, which I mean, I would probably say, what, 40s to 50s come to our nights? So, um, with a couple on both ends of the spectrum. So, you know, it's like I definitely really, really think that this is a very easy, accessible, and light dance that people can have fun with.
0: Yeah, tricky thing with having dances named specifically for their song, or in reference to their song... Is that song changing? It can confuse people. So if we were to do a contemporary country song with "Say E Baby," they would wonder why is it called "Say Love Baby"? Because they don't know that that comes from the song "You Never Can Tell." when they say "Say E to the old folks and go show you never can tell. But on the other side of that, if you name the dance something that. Has nothing to do, or seemingly nothing to do, with the title of the song, then people could get confused by that. They say, "Oh, let's let's dance." You never can tell. And she'll, actually, it's called "Sale of You, Baby," and now they're confused. They thought song dance it's supposed to be the same name. That way, they can remember it. And then you go and you know throw some kind of related terminology from the lyrics at them, and and they don't know what to make of that. So either way, you're going to confuse someone yeah. unless you can find a name. That references the song Or refers to elements within the song And could also describe In some way the dance itself If you're able to do that Great, it's rare From what I've seen
1: So kind of like maybe after party The dance to house party the song
0: Yes (laughs) That is one of those song switches that works I think really well
1: (laughs) But anyways Back to beginner dances
0: Yes, next up on the list we have another, oh, there's a word for it, eponymous, I guess. An eponymous dance slash song where the dance is We Are Family and the song is We Are Family uh, by Scooter Lee, as covered by Scooter Lee. And this I find to be a good introduction to Grapevine's. It's a slow vine because the song is We are family You're know, you going side, behind, side, touch And then some bumps You bump left, bump right, bump left, bump right And then you go back the other way I got all my sisters and bump, 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 bump So the grapevines are symmetrical It isn't one of those dances where you do a vine to the right And then a vine where you turn a quarter to the left Or something like that It's a vine to the right and a vine to the left and they're exactly the same. They're just on other feet in the, in the opposite direction. The bumps then give you a breath point in between the two vines. So you do your vine and then you don't remember what comes next and everyone else is bumping their hips and you're like, oh, I totally meant to just stand there because like everyone else was bumping. I wanted to just stand and be cool. And then you go the other way like, all right, you know what? I'll, I'll play along. I'll bump with everyone else because now they've reminded you that there's a bump after that second vine. And then after that, Instead of something more confusing like a lockstep where you don't know the difference between like a lockstep or a forward shuffle, there are shoop steps. So you just go to the diagonal and you shoop with your arms. Right together, right touch, left together, left touch. You can do a little hop there on the touch if you want. And you don't have to remember where, whether you're locking the leg behind or whether it's supposed to be together. You just shoop. The focus is on the arms. The feet are secondary. In the spirit of the dance, anyway. And then after that, I believe it's uh, a jazz box and a jazz quarter turn to the right. That, unfortunately, can be tricky depending what songs... uh, Or depending what dances are in your class's repertoire. Because we've done Easy Shuffle, for example, which I think has a jazz in place and then a jazz turn to the right. And this one has a jazz... Uh, let's see, this one's a jazz in place, a jazz turn to the right. There was a Darren dance that we, we saw.
1: Um, oh, was it... Urgh. Yes, because I, I made the mistake of teaching a little southern girl, and I didn't think it was action, maybe holler back. I don't know. There was another Darren dance that I, I taught together with it, and one of them... It went uh, in place, quarter turn, and the other went quarter turn in place. So it threw off a bunch of people. So I, I, that's when I, I took your advice about trying to separate too many similar movements in, in my dance repertoire.
0: Yeah. And with this class, there are a few or at least a couple dances that we have that turn you first and then do the second one in place and when we did try to bring in another one where you do the first one in place and then you turn I decided you know what majority rule we'll just keep the dances that do it the other way because we taught those first yeah. and this is one of those where it's it's what they learned a couple of years ago and they're comfortable with it and if they don't do the other one uh eh, they're not, they're not missing a whole lot. I mean, eight, eight counts of it are similar enough to what they've already done anyway. They're just confusing, so might as well just leave that out. It's unfortunate, though, because then the other 24 counts have to be sacrificed of whatever dance it is. But anyway, back to We Are Family. It's an older song, so it's familiar for many. And as I mentioned, the tempo of the song itself is slow, so they can think while they're going from one section to the next... And it's not one that we play every time. There are some that we play absolutely every time. We couldn't get away with not playing "Sail Away, Baby because, again, one of my students loves it to Rose Garden. And I, w- I would rather, you know, pack the hour with as many as we can that they look forward to every week uh, and then fill in the rest with, oh, yeah, they kind of know that one if, that, if I jog their memory on it. So that, that, that's how I feel about We Are Family. Do you have any thoughts on the song, or does it sound like uh, the steps would go? I mean, I like the shoops because they go with kind of the spirit of the times of that song, I think. Uh, Do you like shoop steps? Do you get to do many of those?
1: I don't actually get to do many of those. I I was remembering teaching a dance that did something similar, and I said you could throw in the arms if you wanted to, and I can't remember what dance it was now. But that's beside the point, um, as because I don't I don't get to dance. We are family, unless I'm lucky enough to be able to share it with you and your your class on Monday nights. But from what you were describing, it sounds like a very accessible dance. It sounds like because it's a little bit slower pace, it allows people who are either fresh to dancing or who struggle maybe a little bit more on the memory side or even struggle with the um, mobility and not being able to maybe move as quickly. It allows them an opportunity to dance. Uh, you did mention about the song being familiar, and I think that's really, really important to a lot of dances is certainly making sure that they have a connection to the song I know that when we look for song switches to bring dances into our nights at Hot Monk or Twin Oaks, we tend to prefer a country song switch. Not We don't switch everything, but if we do, we tend to bring a country song because a lot of our people are expecting country, whereas I can see how in your senior class, that probably is not the case. And they would be able to relate more to something like We Are Family or Dean Martin's Ain't That a Kick in the Head or something along that line of music that they're more familiar with. And so they'll be able to have an attachment to it, which then makes them look forward more to the song and the dance. So I think that's most important about it. And it sounds like it, it definitely, like I said, is a very accessible dance. So I can see why that would be one that you occasionally bring to your seniors.
0: One that one song switch that I think went over, especially well at Hamon and twin Oaks, though. It's not a beginner dance was Zydeco lady song changed to heartache on the dance floor, which I especially liked because the theme of the dance is so, or the theme of each song is similar. Uh, where with Zydeco lady, he's yearning and longing, and he sees this woman dancing, and he says, "Oh, I'd give anything if I could make this kind of connection with you." And he's um, he, he he even says like he he's uh, just he's speaking, I would say in the second person, where he's directing his comments to her and alternating those with some comments about how he's just describing the scenery, the setting, what she's wearing. Heartache on the dance floor. He's singing about how he's at this place, and he sees this girl, and she's dancing, and that's very impressive to him. So he's you know, interested, and he wants to get to know her better. And then toward the end, he directs it to her. You were a heartache on the dance floor. And it's it's like a uh, almost the... nephew or son of zydeco lady when you think about it in that way where the theme is is still carried over and uh, even though it goes off phrase uh, you know it it catches back up and you don't have to do restarts that way Uh, that's that's one of those things i really like in um, in song change is just having that little extra layer there all right after that here is an example of a title being versatile Because the dance is just because, and the song that it was choreographed to is uh, called to say I love you, but uh, it's covered by Scooter Lee, originally by, I believe, Stevie Wonder. And in the lyrics, he says, I just called to say I love you. So the dance is just because. Now, just like the dance Just for Grins, it gives the instructor something fun to say when they're introducing the dance, and they're saying, uh, especially if you're doing a song change, you can say, uh, "Today we're going to do just because." Why? Just because. Or we're going to do this next one just for grins. It's called just for grins. And, uh, you can you can make it to any song because the the name works, uh, and also it has that little bit of relatedness to the lyrics, so you know that it was originally meant for that song. Now this one I like for beginners who need a cool down but they don't know, say like Rita's waltz yet because you know, waltzes can be tricky. Um, and maybe we've already done my sweetheart. So we need another one. This one has a little rock left and together rock, right. And together left and together, right. And together, that's half the dance. So even though surprisingly, I have seen people get confused on just that bit. Um, it, it does allow for, say, touch left and together, touch right and together. That way you don't have to you know change weight and then get confused about when am I when am I shifting, when am I supposed to stay still. One of the other tricks I use is um, imagining peeking around a tree. Peek to the left and together, Peek to the right and together. Um, and then when you go forward, you just step left, push, push, push. Your feet, as soon as you've stepped left, don't have to go any farther. They just stay there. You step your left foot forward, push, push, push. You step your right foot forward, push, push, push. You step your left foot forward, push, push, push. Step, turn left together. End of dance. Very few concepts to introduce in that dance. And with this song, it's a mellow kind of um, sentimental experience. So I think by not overcomplicating the footwork, you can really get into the mood of the song. That kind of romantic, uh, I just called to say I love you feel. I wouldn't want to overload a class with too many dances that are at this tempo and of this mood. Because, especially at 6 in the evening, they might fall asleep. But having one once in a while does give them that break, which I appreciate when I'm able to drop this one in between you know, just a two-step in and say, love you baby or something, for example. Is this one that, that you've seen while you've uh, visited the class?
1: Um, I believe so. It sounds familiar. Um, I think it's very, very important as a DJ or an instructor to have a flow. So you have to be able to Bring them up, let them stay there, bring them down, let them stay there, bring them up, let them stay there, bring them down. Because if you're constantly at a low, there's no, like, you're not going up anywhere. They're not, like, really pushing the energy and they're not, you know, really invested or they're just kind of like dancing all of the slow songs. But if you have them all at a high the whole time, they're exhausted and don't get a break. So having that flux, I think is really important and having a nice, easy, cool down dance, I think is really, really important, especially one that people can get into the lyrics of the song because the dance isn't overly complicated. Uh, I think it it sounds like it would be one of those that I can see a lot of people enjoying because there's the freedom of like, oh, brain break, I can relax, awesome, and I just kind of enjoy the fact that I'm dancing.
0: The next one, you may actually have seen it, Dolly's, Uh, Aussie. Do you have thoughts on Aussie? I
1: do, but I don't. It's been so long since I've actually... Consciously watched Aussie, it is one for me that I don't have a personal attachment to, so I generally don't dance it. And at Dolly specifically, uh, they know it, so they don't need me to lead them. So generally, that's when I'm I'm looking at like, okay, what am I teaching them? What do I need to review with them, or something like that. Um, I know that what I do see of them, they tend to really enjoy it. It's, I think it's got enough, if I'm remembering it correctly, I think it's got enough symmetry or consistency to it, but enough weirdness to, to kind of like switch it up just ever so slightly. So you're not just, you know, walk, walk forward, back. back. Touch, walk, walk forward, back, back, touch, side, and side, and side, and side, or something like that. So it's like it it engages the mind a little bit more if I'm remembering it correctly.
0: One of the things that I like about this is while it does have a walk 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 something, so many dances will just do walk 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 kick. And that's it. And it'll back 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 touch. And it's like so many other openings, you can't remember what comes next because you might go into another dance this has that walk 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 point left like you're in a conga line or something that 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 point left that 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 point right and that makes it just a little bit different and it pairs well with the cross points that come right after that the forward moving cross points because having done walk 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 point left and you're doing cross points starting with cross right over point left it's like they handed you the next moves Uh, they they just kind of make that little sneak. Sort of like um, Mama Maria, where, first of all, it's, again, a different walk, 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 kick opening because it's to the diagonal, which no other dances do uh, that are in my regular rotation. And because it's a forward kick, walk, 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 forward kick, it reminds you that the Charlestons are coming up next. Step, kick, forward. Uh, This one, similarly, has that relationship between the side point and the cross points. And then from there... You know, you do your jazz box to the right because, of course, you got to have your wall change. And it's easy enough to not turn to the right and keep it, as I say, like a, a one-wall dance for people who just need a one-wall dance. And then you shake your butt at the end. Yay, shaking butt! You know, it's, it's a, an easy way to breathe and make it your own, as they say. Um, it also has two things that... I found are even helpful in in like bar dances. It it's missing the uh, ability to stomp, unfortunately. Unless you stomp point stomp point. But the uh, the other two things that it does have are something to do with your hands. It's not claps, but it's something. Um, the, the original song is Levantando Las Manos, which I think means something like raise your hands or you know throw your hands in the air kind of a thing. So when they say something, but da-da, da-da, levantando las manos, you can put your hands up. So now your upper body's engaged. Also, they say, da-da-da-da, sexy, woo! And people love making noise when they dance, kind of like you've done with Rocket to the Sun, whoop, whoop, People like having an additional way that they can get into it, and this offers both. You've got your arms, you've got your voice, and as mentioned, it's got uh, the relationship between the side points and the side points, and it's different from other openers. Uh, What would you say uh, about um, the sound effects that you've added into your teachers like with that and Lonely Drum?
1: Well, I definitely know that the crowd that I generally get the pleasure of instructing love making noise they really really enjoy it and I know that one of the things I try to do when I'm, I'm teaching is I try to encourage them to make noise and I try to give them that permission which we've talked in other episodes about how certain dances it's choreographed in there. So I have to dance it like that. And it's your way of getting permission to dance a certain way because that's how it's choreographed. So as someone, you know, who is instructing them, I'm trying to give them permission to play more and have fun and be silly and just, you know, have that moment for them and so I know that specifically tonight I was talking to two of my favorite beginner dancers that come out on Thursday nights and they were talking about how they want to learn certain dances. Cause they like the ones that make noise, the claps, the stomps and like the being able to yell things out or the woos or something like that. Those are the ones that they want to learn. And I said, that makes sense to me. And I, it kind of like in the moment it clicked in my head, like to really solidify it was because generally those are the dances that have the energy and they're upbeat and they're fun looking. So beginners get really like a lot of enjoyment when they're able to stomp, clap, or yell of some sort in their dancing because again, the energy level is higher. They're enjoying it more. So. I am very fortunate that we have such an amazing group that comes out of beginners that will play with me as I'm on stage. Um, Because I know it doesn't always go over at, say, Dolly's class to the making noise. Like, I really have to like, work with them to warm them up i mean it's typically nine o'clock in the morning too so maybe that has something to do with it as opposed to you know seven o'clock at night that might have something but um yeah they're definitely i think a little bit more timid in the morning class but they want to have the fun so like if you get a clap in there they're more likely to do something like that as opposed to like when i add the whoops for uh rocket to the sun
0: yeah, another one that I have next on here with the many song changes that are possible allows for vocal participation regardless of which of these two songs I use with Alvira, there is one person who shows up every week and doesn't dance that can sing along to Elvira uh, It's a song from you know her country past that she knows and enjoys so. In that way, she's able to join the rest of the class even though she isn't on her feet. If she's not there, or if we're doing this at a country bar like we did tonight, Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. If you know nothing else in that song, you can go, whoa, oh, oh, and man, I feel like a woman. All the other words can be really mumbly and pretend you can, totally crazy, lady. Like, that's fine. But you know that whoa, oh, oh, and you know, man, I feel like a woman. Like... You can shout those at the top of your lungs. The steps can be tricky. I do not teach this first uh, for first-timers. It is not, it's not something that I want to um, share with them as their initial exposure to line dance because it can make them frustrated. Why is it not symmetrical? Yes, we go right, and yes, we go left. That's easy. We go back, but I want to go forward the same way I went back. We went back, 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 touch. So we should go forward, 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 touch, That makes sense. Why are you making me stop, touch, and then back, touch, and then step, turn? That doesn't even go with the song. It doesn't (laughs) go with any song. So I I don't like to uh, set them up to have that negative emotional reaction um, if I can prevent it. There is a song that comes very close to actually syncing with this pattern of, of counts, and it's Running Gun by Marty Robbins. It has like an extra... Two counts in its uh, in its musical phrasing, so for most of the song, it actually connects with electric slide. But then there's one part where they add another two counts, and if you don't throw in a tag, then you know it's just might as well be any other dance or song that doesn't really quite go with the dance. One trick that I have used that I kind of adapted from something Anne Marie Dunn does in SoCal, which I heard secondhand through Elliot from one of his video blogs, I believe is I just think about it in terms of one, two, three, touch. Where you go to the right, one, two, three, touch, go to the left, one, two, three, touch, go to the back, one, two, three, touch. Then one, touch, two, touch, three, brush with the turn. So I just say three, brush. And then, of course, they know it's a turn because they see me turn, they see everyone else turn, and then they just turn. Even though... By the counts, it's kind of confusing that that's a six-count sequence. One, two, three, four, five, six, and then you start over. By the one, two, threes, it, it it kind of makes more sense. You just are putting the touches in a different place. Do you enjoy teaching electric slide? I imagine you've had to enough times now that you probably have some kind of system. I mean, we've done elementary school gigs where it's been taught. Uh, we've certainly, certainly done it at country bars uh, if nothing else than to call the steps while it's being danced. And also do you have a favorite song that you like to play with electric slide? Maybe some kind of contemporary country that you can sing along to thoughts.
1: So to be fair, I don't think I've ever
0: taught
1: electric slide until Thanksgiving. Giving no Christmas Christmas I had a special party that I was a DJ slash instructor for and they asked me to teach them a bunch of line dances and I figured I taught them a bunch of them and then I was like, okay for this one I'm gonna teach them electric slide because it's one of those that they really should know if they ever plan on dancing anywhere pretty much weddings or you know any high school dance or even coming out to where we dance at hot monk or twin oaks uh so i did teach them and i totally stole how you teach it which is the one two three boop one two three boop and it made so much sense to them and i really just enforced the first three patterns of it and i said okay the last pattern is different so we're just going to be really, really aware of that. And so then, you know, I went through the one touch back touch step brush and I just made sure to really enforce that over and over again. And they pretty much got it, which was nice. As for songs, generally speaking, I have two that I go to. Um, I really like it to Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman. It's fun. It's one that I've noticed that a lot of people in our particular bar crowd really enjoy singing to. And I know, like, we were lucky enough when we went to somebody else's line dancing night, Um, they were trying to play Electric Slide and no one was getting out there, and then I suggested the song Um, Man, I Feel Like a Woman to, like, Under My Breath. As in like a, oh, you know, well, we, when we do this, we do it to this. And one of the dance girls was like, I love that song. And she immediately ran up and she was like, can we do it to this instead? If you're going to do electric slide. And so they were, they were all singing at the top of their lungs at the end of the night. So that was really cool to see. I loved tonight when I saw like 90% of the people out there singing at the top of their lungs. So I'm definitely a fan of man. I feel like a woman. Also, however, like it to the song switch uh you belong with me by Taylor Swift. I really enjoy that because I like that song. I don't hear that song enough, so I occasionally like to song switch to that, but fair warning it doesn't sync at all with that dance. So, it's it's certainly one that you have to find the like the spots to hit whereas like I feel like there's a couple spots in man I feel like the woman that certain movements really sink well to it so um I know on the the back 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 touch part um is when she repeats the part fun 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 And so it allows you to have a little bit of extra something. I always hop back instead of like back, 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 touch or whatever. Um, I do like little bunny hops backwards or something like that. So I know that there's certain spots in that song that it does sync up, whereas in Taylor Swift's song it does not. But I still love that song. So since the dance doesn't really sync with anything, I figure why not?
0: Yeah, Taylor Swift's definitely got some danceable music. Um, One of my favorites to do cowboy cha-cha too is sparks fly because when you're doing the cross side and then turn the girl cross side turn the girl it's that part later in the song where she's it run my fingers through your hair and watch the and and it really punctuates the movements you're doing having the music in the background um, at that time so that one does hit Well, I would say, and it also goes a little off race. (laughs) (laughs) All right, after that uh, electric slide interlude, we get back into some Joe dances. We've got, after that, Just a Two-Step-In, which she choreographed with Norm Gifford. And I want to say it's loosely based on one of his AB1, AB2 uh, series dances where he has a progression of dances that, start out extremely beginner and then you add a little something and then it makes it a b number two or something like that and i remember seeing one of those I was like wow this is very similar to just two stepping it also reminds me a lot of empty pockets by michael barr and michelle burton but um, it's certainly less complex it's when i do it it's 16 counts but i think they count everything so they make it 32 counts where they say like one hold two hold three or you know one hold three hold and then the rock recover back is like five six seven hold whereas i do one two three and four and then back back coaster step would be five six seven and eight but it's a beginner dance can't have syncopation so um, to keep it absolute beginner you have to count everything and throw in a bunch of holds it's weird and then you do the touch, step back, touch, step forward as just your single Charleston, which, as we learned, is the way Jo does her Charlestons, as far as I know, always touching first. Other dances we've done Charlestons in, you step and then kick, but she does touch and then back and then touch and then forward as all of her Charlestons. Fun fact about Jo that was passed along to us. I haven't actually checked all of her dances, but (laughs) we probably will over like the next five or 10 years. It's going to happen. We're just going to learn all of her stuff. We're, we're getting there with, with Rachel as well. (laughs) And Darren and Amy, my goodness, we have done a lot of, uh, a a lot of digging through the archives, looking at uh, sheets by Darren and Amy. The steps that close just a two-step in are a jazz square to the right, and fortunately, there is just the one you don't have to worry about. Is one in place is one in turn. This one just has the one, and then after that, you start again. Walk, walk, cha, 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 back, back, cha, 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 Charleston, Charleston, take it to the right. What are your thoughts on just a two-steppin'? And oh, I should mention the song is "Amigo" by David Ball.
1: I actually very much enjoy this dance. I don't know if I've actually ever officially taught it, but I have very much enjoyed it anytime it has been requested or suggested or anything like that. I do enjoy it to the song Amigo. I actually love song switching it to Christmas Cookies for the Christmas holiday. For those of you who need a song switch for that same particular holiday, this it's a great song switch. I think Joe had had it switched in Florida two years, if I remember correctly, two years ago. Um, and that's how we were lucky enough to discover the song switch. And then... I want to say I could be very much mistaken. I feel like we used this as a floor split in Pikes Peak, or sorry, not Pikes Peak, Palm Springs for Bethlehem Child. Yeah, so and it it worked really, really well. I too, like you, counted in sixteens because it's just easier for me. I do the same thing. I think with um, Rachel McEnany White's uh, Mac the Knife. I don't count all the holds. I syncopate it. Um, my brain can't work that way for some reason. I tried really hard. It just It's, it's an epic failure on that point. So I just do what I need to do. <laughs> um, I think that it's a cute little dance. I think it's very accessible. I think it's fun. And like I've already mentioned, there's several different song switches that you can use it to. It's a great bumper dance. It's a great floor split dance because it's one of those that, you know, you people see you doing it off to the side, they can certainly jump in and follow you. And so you can get more people dancing it. And that's just fun. Um, I like it to the song Amigo as well because that's just a fun song.
0: Yeah, I think... Joe even made like a little mini game during one of her teaches where she says, "Who can tell me, you know, who he's singing about? Who is his amigo?" For people who haven't heard the song before, and then when he sings, uh, "You know, wherever you go, we go, amigo." I mean, just at face value, hearing only the chorus, you'd think maybe it's just about his friend. But you know, hearing more of the lyrics, it becomes clear what he's really singing about, and. He has such affection for the subject of this song that you feel like his amigo is your amigo. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I appreciate you not giving it away.
0: Yeah. People can go <laughs> listen to it. I think that, that would be good for everyone to have that moment of discovery. Speaking of dances by Joe that have a Christmas song switch, what can you tell me about Rita's Waltz? Rita's Waltz has a Christmas song switch? I believe that was the other... I believe that was the other um, song that... Or the other song, the other dance that she taught at that Florida event where there was... Um, oh, gosh. It was, it was a song by Scooter, and I think it was Christmas cards? I'm going to take a moment to just to pause and look that up because I'm going to feel so bad if I am wrong about that. I would not want to get one of Scooter's songs wrong. All right, we will resume shortly. The song by Scooter Lee is a Christmas card, not Christmas cards, nor any other variation on Christmas cardage that I might have suggested. (laughs) So if you would like to song switch Rita's Waltz from Somebody Loves You to something else, it turns out that a Christmas card works. Thoughts on Rita's Waltz?
1: (laughs) So... There's a lot that I actually really enjoy about Rita's waltz as a beginner dance. One, it's a great dance to introduce people to the waltz rhythm that is in fact waltz as opposed to say like my sweetheart kind of gets that slow flowy uh, feel to it. But this one is a waltz rhythm and that's really important if they're going to proceed on to other things otherwise it's also very great just to have the variety in there Um, one of the things I really like about this particular dance is there is a lot of options to change it and what I mean by that is you can make it a one wall you can make it a four wall or you could dance it in sweetheart position so depending on what level your particular dancers are at it has that variety to it so that you can make it just a one wall on the off chance they get confused or they're really, really struggling with it. You can make it a four wall to challenge them a little bit more, or if you're more the partner style, then you can add the partner to it as well. Um, it's pretty symmetrical and it, it covers a lot of the basic movement steps in a waltz, so that's nice too. It gives them a foundation for them to understand it. Um, other than that, like it's just it's a really well choreographed dance to a really sweet song. So those are my thoughts.
0: One of the songs that I have found adds variety uh, since we have danced many times to the song "Somebody Loves You" as covered, or maybe just sung. I'm not sure if it's her song uh, by Scooter Lee. We also dance it to. Someone Must Feel Like a Fool Tonight by Kenny Rogers. And in the Bay Area, typically we dance storybook ending. Is it ending or endings? I think it's plural. Is it? Interesting. I'll have to look that up. Uh, By Neil Hale. And while it is a one-wall dance, it is enough counts that I think it would confuse our dancers at Brookdale Senior Living. We typically try to keep it at about 32 counts where possible, and even though it is one wall, and in theory you could just watch and follow the whole time, there are some strange weight changes for Absolute Beginners. So I, I probably will not be introducing that one uh, in that class, but I do know it is popular, Storybook Endings, uh, by Neil Hale. It is popular at the Verona Park Senior Center in that beginner class. They can handle a little, bit, a little bit of extra challenge. All right, after Rita's Waltz, oh, oh, Rita's Waltz, what would you like to tell them, if anything, about how they do Rita's Waltz in Colorado Springs at Pike's Peak, line dance, or bust?
1: Well, I know that they do it as the closing dance of the event and they have for years. And other than that, y'all should just join us because it's a really special moment.
0: I agree. <laughs> All right, after that we have another Joe dance, Locomotion by uh, as covered by Scooter Lee to the song Locomotion. This one I find is helpful for introducing dancers to syncopation because you have rock forward and rock back and rock forward and cha-cha-cha. The lovely thing about that cha-cha-cha, you don't move. It's entirely in place. It's not even a coaster step, which sometimes you can tell people, oh, just cha-cha-cha here. Uh, it, it's not even that. It's not a side say, it's not a forward shuffle, it's not a back shuffle, it's not a sailor step. And it's certainly not a turning triple in place. You rock forward, you rock back, you rock forward, and cha-cha-cha, just like you're stomping grapes. Then on the other side, you do the same thing, left forward and back and forward and cha-cha-cha. Then after that, you have a grapevine pattern that I believe is also in the dance Good Morning by Joe and Michelle Cook Holloway, where you vine right, you vine left with a turn, you vine right, you vine left, and then you just face that new 9 o'clock wall. At some point we actually stopped doing good morning as regularly, and it may have had something to do with how the ending was exactly the same, and so I didn't want them to, after that second vine, go into the pattern of the other dance. With locomotion, it fits so well with the song and it's you know thirty-two counts that I, I just couldn't see dropping that if, if i had to pick one between the two of them good morning or locomotion and they really get into the the song locomotion whereas they don't have that same familiarity or attachment with personal life experience uh, when dancing good morning because good morning is really the, the only time they would hear that is uh, doing the dance so it's pretty dance specific Also, I like that there aren't repeated patterns like the walk forward, walk back, side touches forward and back side. Oh, that may also have been one of the reasons why we uh, cut it from regular rotation was in Sugar Sugar or um, Amy Christian's Sugar. You walk forward, kick, you walk back with a touch and then you do the side touches. With Good Morning, you do that, but you do it twice. And then you do that vine pattern that's also in Locomotion, which we're discussing right now. And so it's really kind of like a hybrid of two dances they already know. And so... It's just less confusing to keep those dances separate. Have you danced locomotion
1: with us? I do not believe so. Um, I might have it's it's been a while since I was able to attend one of your Monday classes, to be fair. Um, I will say that I'm of a different opinion on that particular dance to that song but that's I think only because I don't have the attachment to the song Mm -hmm. and like I had said earlier I think it's really really important that there is some type of song recognition when you are choosing dances to the particular group that you're in so I can see why it would work for your group I do not think it would work for say like Mm dollies so it's, it's really important to be aware of who you're teaching and what you think that they would connect with Um, and a slight side note but still relevant to that same topic as we've discovered in um, our line dance club at Sonoma State this semester it's also important to take risks and push them a little bit too so even though it might not be something I think that they would like, that doesn't mean it isn't something they would enjoy. So it's, it's still something to consider when you're looking at new dances as well.
0: Fun note about locomotion and how it hits the music. When she says you've got to swing your hips now, come on, baby, that's during the rocking chair portion. So you can really swing the hips when you rock forward and swing back and swing forward. Cha-cha-cha okie doke after that on this playlist we have cowboy strut which i have been dancing and reteaching to the song stray cat strut by stray cats and i remember you liking the way that this one hit um we've done it as toe struts forward but actually in the sheet it's just touch and then step touch and <laughs> step so having watched many videos of this being danced all around the world I and mean, some people even do like heels in place and just heel switches um I, with Brookdale, do it as touch, step, touch, step, just in place. Uh, I think at Twin Oaks, I might have mentioned that they can go forward if they, if they feel more comfortable, since we have that vertical, or not vertical, um, kind of narrow track on that floor. It can also help people who are used to toe struts to just think, okay, I'm moving forward, I'm doing the you know slow walking option, uh, as i've given people before and having four toe struts and then heel heel toe toe heel clap toe clap and then heel struts going forward there's a little bit of a symmetry where they they can do the struts and then other thing and then struts but technically yes if you're trying to keep it compact and keep it to the step sheet it's just toe step toe step toe step toe step in place as far as i can tell hard to get a consensus on that one Uh um, also, if you don't do the claps, then really you're just doing heel, heel, toe, toe, heel, heel, toe, toe. The footwork is the same, but having the claps there breaks it up and makes the pattern seem different when you do it the second time. Uh, it's another noise maker, which is fun. Uh, the heel struts going forward really do just feel like slow walks. They don't have to break their brain too much. And even though I held off on two wall dances for the first few years of this class because they had trouble following once they faced the back wall at this point they're comfortable enough that they can at least like peek over their shoulder but for the longest time we would try to do what two wall dances like cut a rug and god bless texas and the makeup of the class was different at that time but once they got to the back wall they were lost at least with four wall dances they can cheat and look over their shoulder for the side walls and then once they get to the back wall yeah they're gonna be confused but then they get three more walls where they get to watch With two wall dances, half the dance they don't really get to do. Because they get to the back, they get frustrated. So, this one, because it's two jazz boxes, at least, you know, they don't have to think one in place, one with a turn, which is in the step sheet as an option to make it a four-wall dance. Once they get to the back, the steps that aren't um, the jazz boxes aren't too difficult to remember or at least be called through you got the touch steps heels you know the claps are coming because everyone else is clapping around them and then the forward move, movements forward and then we bring it back to the front wall it's slow enough also to straight cat strut that they don't get too thrown off have you danced this one recently with us a cowboy strut
1: i know that i was able to dance this one uh, the last time I was there with you guys, which I had a lot of fun because one, I like the song. So that one was fun. And I like that it was a with the toe struts and the heel struts business, that it was a, a straight cat strut and kind of just had a whole theme going on. And it was fun. Um, and I again, like I don't normally get to dance to this song unless I was doing East Coast Swing. So it was nice to have a line dance that I could I could enjoy to it. And it seemed like, for the most part, they did really well with this particular uh, dance on the back wall. There was a little struggle here and there, but, you know, that's to be expected with any kind of beginner-level class, and even, I mean, intermediates, to be honest, but they seemed to fight for it and enjoy it a little bit more than, say, something else that maybe have gotten them more discouraged. So I can definitely see... The appeal for it because it starts different and, you know, it has a little bit more variety to it than like we had mentioned earlier. A will walk, you know, walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch, grapevine, grapevine kind of thing. And with the heels or the toe struts, it, it definitely adds that variety. And like you said, because it is a little bit slower, it feels just like slow walks as opposed to really pushing like the Heel, drop the toe. Heel, drop the toe. So it's like a, just more of a fluid movement, which I think is something that they can enjoy and feel like they're actually dancing.
0: A couple of notes I didn't mention earlier with Asi. The original song is 4 minutes and 26 seconds. I have danced La Vantando Las Manos at the Senior Center, and it feels like 4 minutes and 26 seconds. I've also done song changes, like one that's 2 minutes and 20 seconds. And while it does shorten the dance which can be nice for students who are familiar with it, uh, it also doesn't give people many reps if they're first-timers. So sometimes the longer song is preferable because they get to enjoy something that they just learned that much longer and really drive it into their muscle memory. All right. Oh, and also fun thing about Aussie is it prepares you for DHSS. I recommend looking that one up and you'll see the similarities. Similarly, we have a couple dances here back to back. One being Putting On the Ritz, uh, choreographed by Joe, to the song Putting On the Ritz, covered by Scooter Lee. And that prepares one for I Love a Rainy Night, which I believe is by Iris Mooney. And the song is I Love a Rainy Night uh, by Eddie Rabbit. The similarity here is the opening. Putting On the Ritz has a side shuffle, rock recover, side shuffle on the other side, rock recover, and then you do that again. And then you have four cross points, and then a jazz, and then a jazz with a quarter turn to the right. I think the first, the first jazz box in this case turns right, and then the second one's in place. I would have to double check that, but I think that, that may be the case. Anyway, having done the side shuffle, rock, recover, side shuffle, rock, recover, and then repeating that pattern, they really get a feel for early syncopation in their dancing, and the cross points they may already recall from Aussie if they had been taught Aussie earlier. And the jazzes they may have done in We Are Family. So really the only new thing that they have to tackle in this is the side shuffle rock recover. But as I mentioned, they get to do it a lot. So when they are then thrust into I Love A Rainy Night, which has side shuffle rock recover, side shuffle rock recover at a faster tempo, they're at least a little more prepared for it. They then, uh, from there, have four toe struts forward, which they have done at that point in Cajun Thang, which we mentioned in the last episode. They have back shuffles, which they wouldn't have done yet, but those can be their new thing that they are exposed to. Back shuffle, back shuffle, back shuffle, turn side shuffle. And then, of course, they get to breathe at the end, walk, 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 kick, back, 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 touch. So most of this dance, I Love a Rainy Night, they will have already covered with previous dances. And putting on the Ritz, similarly, they will mostly have covered with previous dances. I like also that putting on the Ritz is slower. So they can do that at a nice leisurely pace when they're doing those first uh, chasses. And it does hit the music well to do those sassy cross points. I think Scooter did a really, really good job with this. It was a song that I had never really paid much attention to before playing it every week in my class. And now I look forward to it. There are so many little instrumental things that, that you can hit with that or like you know, mime. I love Rainy Night. Of course, we do every week with um, Twin Oaks and Hot Monk uh, and their, their crowd because they like them and they're reliable beginner teachers, uh, Most first time or third time bar goers uh, can pick this one up with a thorough enough teach what are your thoughts on either putting on the ritz or i love a rainy night
1: well i don't have a whole lot of first hand experience with putting on the ritz um i do know that you've taught it a couple times and it it certainly has proven to add the bonus like stepping stone into i love a rainy night as for i love a rainy night i've personally enjoy that dance and I'm so grateful that you brought it to Hot Monk because I enjoy getting a chance to dance it and it's a little bit more of a challenge for your beginners but it's not impossible so that's what's really nice about it and for whatever reason our crowd seems to just love the dance and the song so it's always got a pack floor which is really nice
0: the last three i won't really get into because we only have one student that feels super comfortable with them it was a different time when we started this class Uh, rolling rhythm is one of them something in the water by Niels polson and uh, Imelda's Way are the last three. I believe Imelda's Way is Adrian Cherm and Rolling Rhythm is Michelle Burton. But those are really for folks who are ready, uh, already prepared to add some additional challenges to their dancing. All right. Any last thoughts in 10 seconds or so on uh, absolute beginner dances for seniors?
1: Uh, no, I think we covered it pretty, pretty thoroughly.
0: Great. All right. Well, thank you all of those out there who are listening to this and who listen every week to Lion Dance Podcast. This has been Megan Barclay and Christopher Gonzalez. Until next time, we will see you on, on the dance floor. floor.